the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And you can please uh, go to rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear uh, all of the shows since our very beginning and um, and you'll find a place on that website where you can donate as well. This is a uh, a listener supported ministry, so uh, all of that is very very welcome. Uh, and my guest here today is Marilee Fowler, executive director of Matt Force and Community Counts, also as founder and leader of the Substance Abuse. Coalition Leaders of Arizona, and uh, hello, Merrily. Hello, Art. Good Thank to... you so much for having me with you today. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, and you know what? Um, this is a great day for the Rescuers Radio Show. You represent the 120th show. How wonderful. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So we're still cranking it, going in, into our third year now. But... Um, uh, Marilee, before we uh, drill down onto your wonderful works, let's first look in, into your life story for our uh, audience uh, to get to know you. And uh, so tell us a little bit about you. How did you get to this place in your life? Okay. Well, I was raised in Williston, North Dakota, by two amazing Christian parents that I'm very thankful for. Um, I had two sisters, or I have two sisters and one brother. Um, But I went to the University of North Dakota and got my degree in business administration, Um, met my husband that I'll be married to for 40 years (laughs) uh, in a couple of months. And so that's exciting. We have three children, two boys and a girl, and I have eight grandchildren that are truly the joy of my life. Um, But I when I after I finished uh, my schooling, I worked first for Target and Um, which was a wonderful company, but I decided that I really wanted to do something that had maybe more of an impact on helping people. So I was really excited about an opportunity to work for a nonprofit organization in Wyoming and later moved to South Dakota and was the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. I'm very happy to say that I've lived in Arizona for 27 years. (laughs) Uh, My home is Camp Verde. Um, So, but uh, I saw the job opening for Matt Force and was very interested in Um, the meth problem because I had a good friend who had a meth addiction and I took care of her two kids for a period of time. So applied for that job and it's been 
an absolute wonderful um, experience and journey for the last 15 and a half years uh, working with Matt Forbes. Wow. So uh, several little points I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, you remember the, the documentary Crystal Darkness that ran in, in Arizona? I absolutely do, and thank you for your work on that. Oh, it was a it was an honor to be involved in that as producer, and and uh, another couple of things. My first broadcast job was fifty years ago this past Monday in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, I worked at Channel Twelve KXMB. <laughs> oh my gosh, I watched that channel. As a, as, yes, that's that's it's a wonderful state, wonderful people. And, Great place to grow up. And then I was in uh, Wyoming for about 10 years. And Miller Pass. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I know. So anyway, let's let's um uh let's do some unwinding here and start off uh with Matt Force and Community Counts. Uh first of all, define Matt Force for us and let's discuss Community Counts as well. Okay, so a lot of people ask me what does Matt Force stand for, and originally when it was formed in 2005 by the county attorney Sheila Polk, it was the Methamphetamine Advisory Task Force, and at that time, uh, community leaders were seeing a very significant increase in our crime in Yavapai County, and so they got a lot of different people from different sectors of the community together, and they didn't want to just talk about the problem, but they wanted to look at solutions, and so Matt Force was formed it is a coalition of people from all different sectors of the community that worked together. Um, they did some very innovative things around meth. Cottonwood was the first municipality that put a veteran behind the counter. They did a lot of education and awareness, uh, formed a speakers bureau. But what they realized after you know a, a implementing many strategies just on methamphetamine, that it, they really needed to address all substances that were being abused. And so 2007, um, this, the focus changed to address all substances that were being abused. Um, the beauty of Matt Force, though, is, again, when I mentioned it's a coalition. And again, when you have volunteers from, you know, the schools, from the faith-based community, from the business community, law enforcement, government, um, or, you know, just all of the different sectors working together, the, the goal is that we're going to come up with ideas uh, to implement, to prevent, and to reduce substance use and abuse in our county. And more importantly than coming up with the ideas, the individuals around the table are willing to implement strategies to make those ideas reality. And so it's taken us so many different directions in the last 15 years. Our number one focus is always on youth prevention, and we will never make any decision that will harm youth and, and their decision whether to ever begin using drugs and alcohol. But we also want to support people in recovery We've implemented the Yavapai Reentry Project, supporting individuals coming home from the Department of Corrections. Uh, we've been doing that project for 10 years, and there's so many things in between, but looking at all the way from providing information to changing policies and what can we do as a community to, again, reduce and prevent substance use and abuse in our community. You know, isn't it wonderful when all of those resources come together? It's amazing. And they're not... They're not, uh, uh, you know, they're giving up just focusing on what they do and their and their 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 own association or own uh, whatever that is. But they they come in for the better of the good, right? Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite examples over the years is a law enforcement officer, and law enforcement has been our number one partner. But they're sitting next to somebody in recovery that you know maybe years earlier 
they knew that person because they had to arrest them. But now they see, you know, the power of recovery and that this is just a beautiful individual that, you know, because of their addiction was making some choices that they wouldn't otherwise make. And, and you know, we're, we're working together exactly like you said. It's, we're taking our hats off. And, um, you know, it's not about our individual role. It's about all of us and that collective impact that we can generate. Yeah, so... Uh, that that's an amazing story right there of of, of how they because that's that it's uh, that's building up recidivism too as 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 well. Absolutely, we you know what we do with that project is we actually have volunteer community coaches that come alongside the individuals and they they set goals for themselves and then that coach helps them to achieve those goals and you know again it's all about safer communities and exactly what you said that that individual does not reoffend. Mm-hmm. And can stay clean and sober. Absolutely. So, uh, and and tied together with Matt Force is the Community Counts. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so, Community Counts is a wonderful organization, also. And the, the goal of Community Counts is when there's a group of volunteers that have identified a community problem, but possibly they don't want to go through the process of developing their own 501c3 organization. So, they can come under our umbrella and we, you know, have the the, the liability insurance and all those things, the financial management and that sort of thing. So over the years, a lot of great projects have started under community accounts. AmeriCorps Vista is one. We uh, Priceless Prom. There's just all sorts of things. But right now we have the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Yavapai County under our umbrella. We do a, a Welcome Home Vietnam uh, Veterans event every year and we have a community garden so just a lot of different variety under community counts good for you because you know um you know we're, we're a couple of years now since uh, since the pandemic but the big spikes were domestic violence and suicide and addictions and Absolutely. and that hasn't calmed down very much uh, around but but with your with your mat force and community counts, I got to believe that it's bringing some of those figures downwards. You know what? We were so excited this last year that in our county, um, looking at 2020 to 2021, we actually had a reduction in overdose deaths, um, and that did not happen in any other county. So I think that again, um, you know, at a time when because of all of the different challenges that we're experiencing with fentanyl and different drugs, there's a huge increase in overdoses. So for us to have that decrease was something that we really did, um, you know, celebrate. But again, looking at suicides and mentioning COVID, you know, the stress that kids are feeling right now, we know that a lot of times they'll go to, you know, using drugs and alcohol because of that stress. And then like you mentioned, you know, when they really are are struggling, you know, that, that risk of suicide. So we want to be doing everything that we can uh, to prevent, um, you know, suicides and overdose deaths. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to mention, uh, you mentioned the veterans as well, because being a vet myself, I, I, I have a lot of respect for you for doing that. Thank you for your service. Suicide is huge in that community. Yes, absolutely. And working with the VA, they're, you know, a member of our suicide um, prevention coalition and that it's very important that we look at strategies around veterans also so you are are also the founder and leader of substance abuse coalition leaders of arizona is this tied in to all of the others or is it separate well i'll tell you what art it was you know i've again been at this for about 15 and a half years and you know it's really interesting when we start looking at strategies so i'm going to back up to about 2010 
when, as you know, there was a very significant prescription drug problem yes. that was, you know, that was the main thing that was driving, again, overdose deaths and, and, you know, the struggles that we were having with addiction. And we, you know, we started looking at strategies. So meeting with doctors about their prescribing, talking to our hospitals about, you know, what, what they were doing out of the emergency departments and just, you know, a holistic approach to address that problem. But, but what I realized is that when I only implement strategies in Yavapai County, and so, if, for example, if somebody, you know, has an addiction and they're going to the emergency room to get a prescription opioid drug, mm-hmm. and they maybe can't get it in Yavapai County, but if they can go up the hill and go to Flagstaff and get that drug, you know, in their emergency department, it makes this a, a lot harder to be successful. I also realize that you probably know, but I, I fought really hard for Arizona to vote no on legalizing marijuana. We yes. formed a political action in 2000 and political action committee, excuse me, in 2016 and mm-hmm. one, but in 2020 didn't. But, but again, you know, what, you know, it, it, I just have realized that this is a very complicated issue and we have to implement strategies as a state and even a nation in a lot of different situations. And so in 2017, I decided just to ask, the different coalition leaders around the state if they wanted to just start getting together and talking about strategies and in ways that we could work together. And I had no idea what it was going to come become because, you know, the state of Arizona has really taken note of what we were able to do working together. Mm-hmm. And they recently um, have given us a grant to develop a whole campaign on fentanyl, illicit counterfeit fentanyl again, which is the number one problem. And then methamphetamine, which has raised its ugly head again, we're calling it meth 2.0. And so, so through SACLA, what we did is we developed a whole education awareness campaign. And then there's about 30 coalitions throughout the state that are implementing these strategies. There's PowerPoint presentations, there's TV spots, there's radio spots, there's just a whole host of print materials, um, educational materials that we can do in the schools. And so again, we're working together collaboratively and so it's just the Substance Abuse Coalition Leaders of Arizona has turned into something that I, I think has really produced wonderful results. And it's just an honor to work with the many coalitions in the state collectively. Say, I have a message for our audience. If you're late coming into the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Marilee Fowler, Executive Director of Matt Force and Community Counts, also founder and leader of the Substance Abuse Coalition Leaders of Arizona. And, um, and, and Marilee, uh, you, you, one of your favorite phrases is obviously in the mission, preventing youth drug abuse. And it sounds like you're, you're certainly putting a blanket over, over most of those corners right now. We sure are trying, you know, there's certain things that we know about with youth prevention. Uh, number one, I just want to encourage anybody who's listening today, that they would have conversations with their kids about drugs and alcohol. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of times parents are scared to have those conversations, but we know in the Partnership for a Drug-Free America did a study that actually proved statistically that just simple conversations is going to make the likelihood of, you know, that, that young person starting to use those substances to be less. And so it's just so important um, particularly right now, and I, and I, I again, looking at what is happening with fentanyl, um, you know, one of the things that we have been just so alarmed is the young people that are dying. Mm. In 2020, in Yavapai County, we had two 14-year-olds that died from fentanyl. We had a total of six teenagers that year 
But when we looked at, again, kids as young as 14 years old, and right now what is happening with this very, very dangerous drug is only one pill. The DEA recently did a study and they said that 42% of these pills have a deadly dose of fentanyl in it. And so you think again, when a young person is opioid naive and they've they've never been exposed to an opioid, you know, that one pill can kill them. And so, you know, we're seeing just a significant number of deaths with kids very young. And so again, going back to prevention and apparent the importance of that conversation and telling them, do not stick any pill in your mouth. Hmm. That is now more important than ever. Yes. And, and, and again, of, other, excuse me. A lot of that is peer pressure. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing that parents need to realize right now, and when we've taken a deep dive into some of these cases, we have an overdose fatality review board where we look, you know, again, look at what was really going on in that individual's life, you know, at the time that they died. And, you know, it is just, it is so crucial that, that we, that kids are just really aware because what is happening right now, parents need to be monitoring their social media because there are multiple cases where through Snapchat or Instagram, Mm -hmm. these kids are accessing these pills. The drug dealers are using that as a a main mode to distribute drugs. And we have cases where they're at their house, they're in their bedroom, their parents, again, good parents that are monitoring their kids and they have no idea that that person is in their front yard delivering. And a lot of times they'll do it, you know, saying, hey, do you want some marijuana? And then they'll say, hey, I also have these pills. Multiple cases where that's happening. So again, youth prevention, we have to look at the supply too. We know that that uh, kids' youth use is directly related to the supply and the ease of access. And so there are so many strategies, you know, from providing the information to changing policies in our nation that we need to look at to help our kids and to prevent these uh, deaths from happening. Well, and we all know that traffic is coming across our border. Yes, it's it's just alarming if you look yeah. at, you know, the statistics on the number of pills and the increases. So not only are you are you having success here in, in Arizona, but you and your associations have been noticed and recognized around the country. So um, if you could, tell us a couple of the top honors that you or your missions have received. Uh, and, and it's so nice for someone from Arizona and you know, you're not doing it for awards, but when you're noticed and you're asked to go do a keynote or somewhere where it's, I know you've been doing some of that. Tell us a little bit about that part of you. Yeah, you know, that that has truly been an honor. And again, I think what's important is we talked about the importance of state policies and strategies being, you know, that collective impact. But as a nation, when we can look at things too, there's even more collective impact. So it truly has been an honor. Um, Shelly Mowry and I, were recently honored by the National HIDA, which is High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area. Yes, they were it's a partner a with us in each of the uh, uh, each of the programs that we did. Absolutely, Shelly's a she's a rock star. <laughs> I know, um, I've known <laughs> Shelly a long time. Yeah, she's wonderful. But that you know, and that HIDA is under the Office of National Drug Control Policy. So uh, Don Mertz, the director of HIDA, nominated us for. The, the, the fentanyl campaign that we are doing. And, you know, and Art, I just want to mention too, that I think one of the reasons that we are being noticed on a national level is because what is so important with dealing with prevention and trying to, you know, really make change with what's happening with drug trends is you have to respond to it in a very timely fashion. I think it's been one of the things that has caused problems for our nation 
And I'm going to talk about the fentanyl for, for, to give you an example. Yes. You know, in 2016, we started reviewing overdose deaths. And I remember sitting in the room with law enforcement, and there was a case that we were looking at where the individual had died of a fentanyl overdose. Again, this isn't from their doctor. This is this illicit you know, fentanyl that's being manufactured by drug dealers. And so when I remember law enforcement was just shocked when we had the medical examiner's toxicology report and it was fentanyl because there was no, you know, fentanyl anywhere to be found. Well, it was identified that it was, you know, an oxycodone that was, again, one of these illicit fentanyl pills that nobody was aware of that far back. Mm. So we started seeing this trend and we started implementing strategies for this illicit fentanyl in 2018. So that's, again, going back to your question on the national recognition, you know, we started doing, you know, developing curriculums for the kids in the schools and, you know, all of those different things. And so when the state um, started to see that and and the work of Sacklin gave us the money to implement and to develop this toolkit, there were a lot of other states that hadn't even, wasn't even on their radar to be concerned about this problem. And so when Don um, nominated Shelly and I for a national um, award through Haida. She said that there were a lot of different app, you know, applications for the award, and we were very honored. And the award was in the collaboration and um, you know category. So we're really excited. We would have been able to go to the White House, but because of COVID, <laughs> we just received it at a virtual ceremony. But but you know, just thankful. And again, a lot of people deserve that recognition. Um, Matt Force over the years has won awards for there's an organization called CADCA, the Community Anti-Drug Coalitions of America. And we actually won the Coalition of the Year Award from CADCA and, you know, just have been noticed for, I think, but I, it really, I think goes back to being innovative, responding to trends as they're happening. I think it, that is what's so important because normally what happens is, you know, it, there, it's the trend starts to, you know, raise its head. And then the, the data, you know, from the national government or even the state doesn't come out for about two years afterwards. And then everyone's like, oh, look what happened. But when, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have coalitions working on the ground and we're looking at these deaths as they're happening and we know the trends and what's happening, we can respond. And I really believe that's a large part of the success of Mount Force and, and why we've been recognized. Well, it's it certainly is a is a quite an achievement when you when people take notice like that. Uh, when we did the uh, the heroin program in 2016, uh, it got a lot of national coverage and attention. And it wasn't done for that, of course. It was really done for, you know, each of those documentaries had a 100-person call center. And that's where the rubber meet the road because that was that was when we really know, found out the seriousness of of whether it was crystal meth or heroin or opioids. Uh, in that call center, we averaged about 3,000 calls in a four-hour period each time we did that. Wow, that's amazing. And I remember being in a room because you got all of the stations to show it, which was just un- unbelievable. And we, in a room with, we had an audience and had a conversation afterwards. Yeah. And, and again, thank you so much for that because, you know, awareness is, is so key um, in, in this very complicated problem that we are trying to address. Well, I can't explain it except that it's it's just it was God in it, and uh, and we're the only state uh, that's ever pulled that off. Not once, twice, but three times. Every station, radio and TV, airing it at the same time, same day, has never been done before anywhere, and we did it three times. And that's not me; that's God working in the program. 
that I totally agree and amazing. So again, thank you so much for that. So uh, we're not quite to the end yet, but we're getting there. And, and I want to talk to you about your, your personal life because uh, not only are you busy with all of these things, uh, 35 hours a day, right? <laughs> uh, must seem that way sometimes. But uh, but you like the outdoors. Uh, you've done uh, three rim to rims at the Grand Canyon. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, I you know that's a that's a hate love thing to, to be honest with you. But I, I love this state. I love to hike. I've been very blessed with a brother-in-law and a friend who like to hike also. And so you know, there's all those warnings. You start down the Grand Canyon, and they say don't do this in one day. Well, we don't we don't have to pay attention to those. And so you know, it's it's always really fun when you get up on the North Rim and you've survived the 21 miles. And, <laughs> but but I've done it three times in my fifties and I turned 60 last year and I'm really hoping I get to do it again and say that I accomplished it when I was over 60. But, but um, yes, it's, it's an amazing experience. The state is so beautiful and there's nothing like the bottom of the grand Canyon. That's so what I hear, I've, I've seen all the photos and everything and, and uh, I've never done it. I, I don't know if I ever will, but I, <laughs> but I have a lot of friends that have done that. And now I know you that have done that. It's a lot of preparation too. So Yeah, you know that that is truly you don't want to do it without being really prepared for what you're getting into because yeah. actually the last time I ended up with heat exhaustion and Ooh. ended up having to stay a while. Yeah. Um, you know, like stay put for a while before I could get going again. But I got out. So yeah. it was <laughs> Say, uh, we're out of time, Merrily, and I just want to thank you for for being on Rescuers today with the, the work that you're doing. Keep it up. Uh Merrily, you are a rescuer. And thank you so much. God's blessings on you, and thank you for being a guest on today's show. Thank you, and God's blessings to you also. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.